Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Yesterday we were looking at Acts chapter 8 and seeing what happened after the death of Stephen. And uh, you were talking about when Philip went to Samaria and many miracles were performed there. And then Simon the sorcerer came and uh, started causing trouble. And uh, we're picking it up in verse 12 because it's actually quite a complex story, isn't it, Colin? Well, Simon was performing miracles also, but they were counterfeit miracles. And I explained yesterday that he was using, therefore, demonic spirits. Uh, because in the whole occult world, miracles can happen, supernatural events can happen, but when uh, such spirits are used to bring about so-called healing, it's not complete healing in the, in, the, in, the, in the Christian sense because people are put into bondage to the spirits that are used to heal. Uh, some years ago, the leading um, healers uh, in uh, in the spiritualist movement in this country came to see me and asked me to pray for them to be delivered from the spirits that they had used to bring about counterfeit healings in the lives of many other people. So that just shows you the difference. Now, something very similar happened here um, in, in, in uh, chapter 8 of, of the Acts. If we pick it up at verse 12, however, those who believe Philip's preaching about the good news of God's kingdom and the name of Jesus Christ were baptized, both men and women. This magician, Simon, also professed to believe and was baptized. Now, this raises the, the question, in what sense had he truly become a believer? And why had he become a believer, or at least professed to be a believer? Let's just hold those questions in the back of our minds as we read on. This magician Simon also professed to believe and was baptized. He then followed Philip everywhere and was amazed at the great signs and wonders he saw Philip perform. So although Simon had seen things happen, these counterfeit miracles, obviously they were not of the same order as what was happening through Philip's ministry. And this is what had attracted Simon to profess faith. But as we read on, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the gospel, they sent Peter and John there. On their arrival, they discovered that the believers had not yet received the Holy Spirit. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So Peter and John laid hands on them and prayed for them to receive the Holy Spirit. So Philip had done an initial thing, but now two of the apostles and senior apostles at that, Peter and John, are sent to spy out the land. Well, just go and see really what is happening down there in Samaria. They discovered that they had not yet received the Holy Spirit, so they prayed for them, and the Spirit came upon them. Now, let's go back to Simon. When Simon saw that God's Spirit was given to people when the apostles laid their hands on them, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands will receive the Holy Spirit. Now, you see, what had been Simon's motive? He had been performing these counterfeit signs. He was obviously greatly impressed by what he had seen in Philip's ministry. So he thought, I want what he's got, because I will then be able to um, perform greater signs. I don't think there was anything in his heart that was really in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's very interesting how Peter deals with him. 
Peter says in verse 20, let your money perish with you for imagining that God's gift could be purchased. You cannot share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps then he will forgive you for thinking such a thing. I see that you are still full of bitterness and are a prisoner of sin. So he had not truly repented. He had not truly believed. He had not truly been born again. He certainly hadn't received the Holy Spirit. And Peter just sees through the whole thing. Uh, that Simon's whole motive was simply that he wanted to glorify himself by performing greater miracles like those that were happening in the ministry of Philip. So although he professed to believe, Peter says, you are still a prisoner of sin. You're not a believer. You haven't been set free. Your heart is still not right. So what is Simon's reaction to this? So Simon said, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing awful will happen to me. You see, he's still concerned about himself. He still hasn't come to this place of real repentance and surrender and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He hasn't really, Julia, responded to the gospel. What he's done is said, I want that power. Then he sees what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon people and he says, I want that power. But you see, he wants it for himself. He wants it so that he can do great and glorious things and obviously, therefore, be the object of adulation by the people. And Peter sees right the way through this. He sees your heart is not right. You are still a prisoner of sin. Man, you need to repent and fast because otherwise something terrible is likely to happen to you. So uh, these are the kind of counterfeit things that the early church was having to deal with. And of course, there are counterfeit things today as well. And this is why one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit that we read about in the New Testament is the discerning of spirits. And what Peter was doing here is he was using that spiritual gift. He was discerning that Simon was still not free from the influence of the evil spirits because he, was, he had not thoroughly repented, and so he was not born again. And he spoke very directly to Simon, didn't he? Yeah, well, no, no nonsense. Mm. Because when you're dealing with counterfeit things, when you're dealing with thing, things of the enemy, uh, there's, you, you can't afford to dilly-dally or just be polite about it. I mean, the, the power that, the, of these deceptive spirits um, can put people into deep bondage. And uh, so these counterfeit miracles that Simon had been performing would actually have been putting people in spiritual bondage. Um, like the, and, and Simon himself was in bondage, like that couple that I, I mentioned just now who came and asked to be delivered from the demons that they had used, from the familiar spirits that they had been used to bring healing. And they, they told me some of the things that they'd seen happen, you see. And, and yet, at the same time, they had come to see that the people that had uh, experienced these so-called miracles were in bondage, but also they now were in just total bondage themselves. They had no peace because they were in bondage to the spirits that they had been using. That's, that's the power of the demonic. But praise God, when we do turn to Jesus from the heart, 
then there is freedom, complete freedom from everything that uh, the enemy has done in the past. We become a new creation. So now we, we follow uh, Philip again. An angel of the Lord told Philip, go south to the desert road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. He obeyed and on the way met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official from the court of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. He was in charge of her treasury and had been in Jerusalem to worship. Now he was returning home and sitting in his chariot, reading the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go and walk alongside that chariot. As Philip ran to be close to the chariot, he heard the man reading from the prophecy of Isaiah and so asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? How can I understand unless someone explains it to me? The eunuch replied. He then invited Philip to enter the chariot and sit with him. He was reading the passage that says, He was led to the slaughter like a sheep and did not open his mouth, just as a lamb is silent before the shearer. He was humiliated and deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken away from the earth. The official asked Philip, Please tell me, who is the prophet speaking of, himself or someone else? Using that passage of scripture as a starting point, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they continued along the road, they came to a pool of water. So the eunuch said, Look, here is some water. Surely I can be baptized now. Philip replied, you can be baptized if you believe with all your heart. I believe that Jesus Christ is God's son, the eunuch answered. He gave orders for the chariot to stop. Then both of them went down to the water and Philip baptized the eunuch. Now what a contrast to the story that has gone before about Simon. Now here is a man, this eunuch, who truly turns to Christ, who wants to be baptized immediately and have all his sins washed away, who wants to glorify Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus Christ is God's Son. Now, this is an essential uh, passage of Scripture. It really is, because it shows us some very important things about how a person is properly birthed as a believer. First of all, he has to hear the gospel, not just repeat a sinner's prayer like a parrot, without really understanding what he's doing. He has to hear the gospel because we come to the Lord through repentance and faith. Through that repentance, you, you do two things. You ask Jesus to forgive your sins, but you also surrender your life to him. Water baptism signifies that your old life is then dead, buried, and finished with. And of course, people should be baptized immediately that they believe. Remember on the day of Pentecost when Peter preached and people called out, what then must we do? He said, repent and be baptized. So we see that baptism is a, a proper part of the uh, birthing of the new believer. And of course, this is baptism of a believer. It's not pouring water over babies' heads. So he confessed his faith. And you can't be born again unless you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so here we see someone really repenting, truly submitting himself to God, becoming a real believer, wanting to be baptized immediately and put right with God. So different from Simon, who had his own agenda and simply wanted power for his own sake. So praise God that the counterfeit is followed by the real genuine article. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 